In this podcast, I'm going to talk about some specifics about scientific technology and why in the future it's just going to be given to people. Uh, at this time, I'm walking down the road. On the road next to me, there's a whole bunch of motor vehicles, um, a huge variety of them. And today, a motor vehicle might cost between $20,000 and $50,000, but it'd be a lot more for some vehicles, maybe a little bit less expensive for some new vehicles. And uh, with motor vehicles, we've reached something interesting, a point in time when the uh, each year it looks like there's more and more and more and more and more and more improvements to the vehicles. Every year they advertise that it was improved in some dramatic way. But what what I did recently is I, I did uh, several comparisons. I went back to the 1950s vehicles and compared them to modern vehicles, and there's almost no improvement. If you look at power production, fuel consumption, longevity of the engine, likelihood of the breakdown, cost of ownership, and every other factor, it's nearly zero improvement. And it's quite likely that the only reason there's improvement is because um, slight improvements in the assembly process. It's probably the people have been doing it for so long that they know how to assemble the vehicle properly. But if you look at the cost, it's gone up dramatically in a lot of ways. But um, when we look at the quality of the vehicle and measure the quality, in the 1950s and the year 2023, it's been near zero improvement. You can do that every decade, uh, 1980s, 1990s, uh, every year. And then you can look at all of what's known about the vehicles, it's near zero improvement. In a lot of ways, the vehicles are a lot worse. For instance, it's nearly impossible to do a repair on a vehicle now because the hood is so filled with components that the mechanic can't reach his arm under the hood to uh, remove a component and replace it. One thing that hasn't improved is that cars break down and can never be repaired. So they go to junkyards where they are smashed to pieces. So right now I'm next to a road and one of the first things we're going to find about standing next to the road is it's unacceptably loud for a podcast. This is a horrible, horrible sound here in the podcast. All of the motor vehicles going by. Part of it is the sound of the exhaust systems. The other part is the sound of the tires on the road. And so when we listen to a podcast, we might think, you know, it'd really be really nice if the quality of the audio was improved. But when we walk down the road and see these motor vehicles, we consider it to be normal that it's extremely offensively loud. When we buy one, they're extremely offensively loud. And uh, now I'm going to talk about science and technology of the future. People are spending, uh, companies are spending all their money trying to take current scientific knowledge and make better designs. Occasionally they succeed, but in general, without new scientific knowledge, they can't make any better designs. Uh, over 100 years ago, someone besides Henry Ford had already made the internal combustion engine and a car frame and almost all the components. Henry Ford said uh, he'd like to, he got a bunch of money and he started paying people to make a whole bunch of them. He said, well, put it all together a bunch of times and keep selling them. And so a lot of people credit Henry Ford with building the motor vehicle. But what we can see is that people previous to him had already done the scientific research. It's the same thing with airplanes. People just went out and did it. And then um, with modern airplanes, they were built with knowledge of small particle physics. Believe it or not, the modern airplane did not get invented until the early 1900s. And by then, they were the people that built the airplane were already doing huge amounts of small particle physics, science, math, and research. They're the ones that made a lot of modern airplanes. The mathematicians made the airplane. Shortly after that, companies started to make airplanes. And they fired all the mathematicians 
And ever since then, the airplanes haven't improved. Have you noticed that they've looked exactly the same for 50 years? It's because they hired this um, people that will put them together, but they fired all the people that know how to make them. People that have knowledge, the mathematicians were fired. And so, when companies fire the mathematicians, there's no real improvement. The mathematicians are the ones that made and improved the motor vehicle. They're the ones that made and improved architectural house designs. They're the ones that made and improved airplanes, radio communication systems, and computers. And now companies routinely fire those people for no reason when those are the men and women that make it possible to make high quality technology. So what ends up happening in a world where all the mathematicians get fired from their job for no reason is that we don't get improved technology, we get the new model. The new model just has a different uh, shape of metal. So if you look at car designs from the last uh, 40 years, it just, the outside body looks different, but the inside is nearly identical. It's just an internal combustion engine with a bunch of unnecessary plastic components that they've added for no reason. So in order to make a motor vehicle, there are certain uh, knowledge that's required. And if we do scientific research, this is the categories of research we would do. We would do knowledge of fuel systems and fuel delivery systems and fuel pressure. In order to adequately supply the engine with fuel, it has to be pumped from a fuel tank all the way to the engine. And it pump, it's pumped with pressure through fuel lines that are a specific size. If we were to improve the motor vehicle, we would do scientific research into flow, flow delivery systems, uh, rate of flow, and variable rate of flow in a single fuel line, resulting in a different um, result at the end of the line. So the fuel is sprayed into the cylinder by the fuel injector differently. Or by the carburetor. We would do research into electrical power generation. A lot of research has been done into this and people make a power source for cars called an alternator. And the alternator uh, spins when the motor spins and it recharges your battery every time you start it. We would also do scientific research into the burn and variations that we might see when we burn in a in what's called the cylinder. It's an empty space inside of the iron engine. Sometimes it's made of different metal, but often iron. And it's typically cylinder in shape. And if we did variations in the placement of the uh, piston rings, it would result in less um, toxic emissions through the smog exhaust system, but also increased fuel burn efficiency and an increased horsepower output and a cleaner motor because it's being properly burned. So for a long time, thousands of years, I uh, tried to find people that are interested in pressure systems, flow systems, small particle physics, mathematics, and other things. And th although there were people around the world that were interested in this, they were never interested in the projects I was interested in. I was interested in certain projects, and so they, they weren't interested in that. But, in, um, but I got to observe them. I uh, got to see some of the work that they did. And then a lot of research was done in small particle physics in the last 100 years approximately in the Earth. 
and mathematics. I got to see that. And uh, eventually, I decided to do the research on my own because there was a lot, not a lot of people that were interested in my projects. I was interested in fuel systems. So here are the advanced technology applications of variable, variable fuel flow systems. If we were gonna make a Star Trek style spaceship that's fueled by antimatter or a rocket propulsion system similar to what NASA Space Agency has, we would need to have a variable flow system that controls the flow of the antimatter. The antimatter, if it collides, will result in something similar to a nuclear explosion. So it needs to continue to flow, otherwise it will settle. And if it settles, there could be a collision and an explosion. So we can't make warp capable, warp drive spaceships until people study and research flow systems extensively, similar to how water flows when you put obstructions in it. And then how to create flow in an antimatter chamber without using uh, physical objects that collide with the antimatter resulting in an explosion. With NASA rockets, the rocket <laughs> the rocket fuel goes through a hose all the way to an area where it's ignited and it burns. And if they're not careful, a few things will happen. But what ends up happening is it all burns at the very end of the fuel line near the very end of the fuel line, near that area. And it's just one big burn area. And so it creates kind of a clumsy thrust system. But if they used a larger fuel delivery system with variable pressure and flow rates, and then pushed it through a metal grate, then we would have a variable um, burn system that would result in a more efficient use of fuel, a more efficient burn. It would also result in the, the rocket being more stable when it creates thrusts from the burn so the rocket can go forward rather than tipping left and right in other directions or spinning in a circle in a way that's unwanted or something like that. And so we need to do that kind of research in order to just use existing technology, NASA rockets, in order to improve fuel economy and motor vehicles, like I said earlier, or to make future technologies such as antimatter fuel systems. So what ended up happening is I ended up doing all of the research on my own. I couldn't find even one person to do the research with me in thousands of years. No one was interested in making spaceships. They want to do other things and it works. They've come up with some research that's really interesting occasionally. But when in the future, when you see spaceships, people are going to ask a bunch of strange questions. They're going to say, how does it work? And what I'm going to say is there's no one in the whole world that ever wanted to do any of that research with me, not one person for 6,000 years. Also, so that means no one understands it except for me. And so to explain it, I'd have to explain all of the education that you'll need for part. I basically take you to university and that takes years, minimum. But also in order to explain, uh, answer people's questions, they're gonna ask questions like this. They're gonna say, uh, was that from the devil? Did the devil tell you to make that? Because we think spaceships are from the devil. And my answer is the devil didn't make it, I did. And I'm not gonna stand here all day and talk about that.
the next question that people are going to ask is they're going to say, is it safe? And I'm going to say, well, I made it for me and I go in it and I haven't died. And so uh, it's safe for me. I don't have any trouble with it. But also, I didn't have anyone to do the research with me. So when I when I made the unique metals and all of the, the features of the spaceship, including the safety features, I made them by myself. So in order to explain how the safety features work, I would have to actually explain it like I'm teaching a university course. And again, that would take years. So I'm not going to answer these questions for a long time when I bring spaceships. I'm just going to make them and then people can use them, but they're my property. Another question people are going to ask is, why did you make these? Now, this question befuddles me because for 6,000 years, I've been trying to find people to do the research with me to make the spaceships. And we live in a universe of infinite possibility where all things are possible. We can't, I mean, it can be figured out. I figured it out. And so they're going to say, why did you make this? And I'm going to say, well, in order to travel across the road, we go on our on feet, on our horse, on a horse or in a car. To go across the water, it's a, a boat or a ship. To go in space, it's a spaceship. It's a space vehicle. And that's how we go from world to world. I think that's one of the most obvious answers of all time. But people still ask me, why did you make these? It's one of the most obvious things ever. Why did you drive a car today to go down a road? Why did you go in a boat one time to go on the water? Why did you go in a spaceship to go from an, this world to another world? From one planet to another planet. So when we talk about scientific technology uh, during the age of the Messiah, what we're talking about is technology that's never been invented, that's never been seen or used by anyone. It's because I did it by myself because no one was interested in making spaceships thousands of years ago, even to today. No one's interested in it. And so flying car, I've made flying cars, spaceships, and I'm going to bring them to the earth one day. But right now I'm forbidden by God from bringing them because he wants the time before the day of the Lord, also called the end times, to be a time where people are stupid. And he's going to one day probably tell the reason why this is, but I have to wait probably until after he returns to the earth, which is scheduled to happen two years, one month from now on October 27th in the year 2025. That's the current scheduled time when God uh, is um, scheduled to return to the earth. So the next question would be, what does the, what does religion have to do with spaceships? What, is, what do spaceships have to do with religion? Nothing, actually. Absolutely nothing at all. Um, it's just like motor vehicles. They have nothing to do with religion. Same thing with cell phones or uh, electric tools. Shovels and hammers have nothing to do with religion, but... There's a, there's a long story about why this is going to happen during the age of the Messiah. And the, the, the full story is that God has some things planned that nobody wants. Uh, so very soon there's going to be a whole bunch of disasters in the earth from the devil, the false prophet, and the Antichrist, and Jesus Christ being here. Once they're here, it's not going to be some sort of mysterious unknown event. So we don't have to look around and see if they're standing in the dark shadows of the corner of our room that we're in. They'll suddenly be out in the open talking to people and it's going to result in a complete and total disaster because Jesus is going to go around telling everyone that the only way you can live is with you if you pray to him all the time and have lots of faith and sing all day. The devil is going to tell you the only way you can live is if you join an army and start fighting against everyone for no reason. And so it's going to be a really strange and unusual time. And when when it happens, right now it sounds foo-foo 
kind of a fairy tale nonsense kind of a thing, even to Christians actually. But then when it happens, people are gonna be like, what in the fuck is this circus? That's what happens when you get Jesus Christ and the devil all standing on one planet at the same time. And so the spaceships that I'm gonna bring are just normal technology. There's nothing surprising about them. They, they have rooms inside with places to stand, computer displays, uh, and a few other technology things, but it's all, it's all technology that isn't mysterious or magical. It's commonly understood kind of technology. The difference is a spaceship can go a lot faster than a, any car on the road. <laughs> so during the age of the Messiah, the reason why spaceships are gonna be here is, is a long list. So the first thing is just to show that it's possible. For a long time, religion, science, both have talked about things that they believe are possible that no one sees. Religion believes people can be raised from the dead. Science believes that there can be spaceships, wormholes, uh, door portals, gravity guns from the Half-Life 2 video game, advanced weapons, space stations, and things like that. Religion believes that people can be healed uh, and, their, and their prayers can be answered. They can get blessings and rewards and gifts from God. Uh, they believe that Jesus is God and those kinds of things. So in the end times, it's kind of, I think God might have planned something that's kind of a showcase, like what's really possible if, if you go to this, if we went to a symposium, an end times religion, science symposium, we're just everything, and it's just presentations and no one's telling us what to believe, but we're only being shown what's possible. You go to the devil's table and he's like, he wants you to take the mark of the beast, he calls it a buy and sell membership, like it's a Costco card. Then if you go to Jesus Christ's table, he promises to do miracles, but he never does it. He promises to answer prayers, but he never does it. He promises to preach in the church, but he never does it. He promises to, he's gonna fly like an angel, but he never does it. And he promises that he's gonna have all his power and fly like an angel for no reason, just so you can see him, but he's not gonna do anything for you. And then if he promises to do something for you, he's still not gonna do it. He's like, oh, I'll raise you from the dead. Well, Jesus, why don't you make it so they don't die? Why don't you do that today? then you don't have to raise him from the dead. Just go big. Stop making promises and do something. So what you'll see at their table is that they can't do anything. They just promise to do things. And then when you get to the Messiah's table, what you're gonna see there is at the Messiah's table, there might be a couple pictures of spaceships, space shuttles, space stations, flying cars, holographics, um, and other technologies that are way more advanced than those things. And then you might look at those and say, well, that looks like the same thing as at everyone else's table. But the Messiah is going to say, well, if you want to see the real thing, let's go to the parking lot because they're all parked outside, but it's going to be a long walk. And you might say, why a long walk? And the Messiah might say, because some of the spaceships are three and a half miles long. Some of the space stations are five miles long or bigger. Some of them are 500 miles long. And so they don't all fit in the parking lot. And then you might say, well, I don't know if there's a space station that big. And the Messiah is going to say, no problem. Get in the spaceship and Auto navigation will take you straight to the 500 mile wide um, space station. You might say, well, how far away is it? You might say, oh, it's a couple galaxies away, but you'll be there in like three minutes. It takes typically three minutes to leave the atmosphere, but then getting there is just super fast. It's empty space. And then you land. So the whole process might take five minutes. And then you get to see it. A 500 mile wide space station filled with spaceships coming and going, space traffic. And so you might say, well, if this has all been happening this whole time, why didn't we see it? And I'm gonna to get to that in a second, but if you go to the Messiah's table, Messiah's gonna say, well, here's what's possible. We can have technology that works, but also there are places we can live that are a lot nicer than the earth where it's like a paradise and just that everything's green, it's growing, that there's nice houses, they last a long time. Everyone can be rich. There's no taxes or government. 
And if you want to do scientific research, there's entire worlds dedicated to scientific research. And you might say, well, this sounds like aliens coming to the earth. It's the complete opposite. And uh, that's because those worlds were made by the Messiah. The Messiah has the power of God to make worlds. And the Christians are going to say, well, I thought Jesus made the world. Are you claiming to be Jesus? No. See, the entire time where there's religion or science, it's nothing but people making accusations in the form of questions. Like, are you claiming to be God? Are you claiming to be Jesus? Well, Christian, have you ever seen God or Jesus make a world? No, but I read it. Well, you want to see the Messiah make one? We'll do it right now. You want to go on a spaceship and observe it through the front windshield or do you want him to take you there with the power of god i don't want him to do it because i think only jesus can do it well go back to jesus table and argue with him don't argue with the messiah's table where everyone's going to want to stand because that's the fun table if you're going to go to the fun table get ready for fun don't go there for arguing so if there was a big symposium or conference where where it was just presented what they can do today what we'd see is that in the earth, people can do a lot of things, but there's limitations because there's all kinds of prohibitions. The, the public land is privately owned by the government. Uh, your money that you earn is actually the property of the government, and you have to give them 30% of it every year, approximately 30%. Your, your motor vehicle is yours, but it's also owned by the bank. I mean, there's a lot of like weird limitations and stuff in the earth. And so for people that are interested in living in a better place, the Messiah is going to give you a couple options because the only other options are God's options. God's options right now don't matter because there's nothing's going to change today. If you, if you today found out what God's options were, and if you chose them, nothing's going to change for you. Your life's going to be exactly the same because God's not going to do anything for you at all. He's not going to do it at all. He's already decided that until the end times start, he's not going to do all the miracles and shit. And even then, he's still only going to do a bunch of dumb fucking miracles, moving mountains and stuff. But you don't need that. You have bills to pay. If he's going to move a mountain, why doesn't he move a mountain of money into your bank account? But God doesn't do things like that in the earth. He moves mountains for no reason while people watch to be a show off. And that's what's written in the Bible. So God's decided that until the end times, things in the earth just can't change. If there's world poverty, God wants people to starve to death and, and have a lack of money. If, if houses are in a poor condition in third world countries, God is not going to fix them. And so the Messiah is a man that God's chosen that can have power of God and stuff and can fix a lot of those problems, but God forbids it until, until the future. And then in the future, God's going to decide what's allowed in the earth but in other places there's no prohibition and so the messiah goes there and there's spaceships and stuff there were actually billions of spaceships and flying cars and worlds quadrillions of spaceships actually to give a correct number and the messiah is going to give people the choice if you're interested you can learn what's required so that you're invited to go there because when you go to a place that's that's that amazing that great that fun that interesting the only options you you really got to consider is are you a murderer are you going to go there and try to murder and rape everyone are you going to go there and try to steal people's money all the time because if you are you're not invited that's a place you're invited the best places are places where we're we can go if we have invitation it's invitation only so who is invited normal people and it's really easy to make the list if you're not a murderer or a rapist it's pretty easy to get in but if you're a murderer if you're a rapist it's you pretty much are, give have a bunch of dead giveaways every time you talk actually if you're a murderer or a rapist every time you talk when when you see a bolt and a nut you're like that's a male nut and a, that's a female nut and a male bolt when you see uh somebody putting a fence together in a yard you're like they're screwing in the yard
when you see two dogs running down the road, you keep watching them to see if they have sex. When you're a murderer or a rapist, you have a filthy mouth and a filthy mind, and you're easy to spot. You're not welcome there. But normal people can go. Then it's for everyone. So the spaceships are to take people there who want to go live a normal life and see what it's like, because then they can see that it's better on other worlds than it is in the Earth. Being in the Earth is one of the worst possible places that anyone can be. Earth, the Earth is a complete fucking disaster. It's a miserable place to live. It's filled with pollution, and there's murder and rape all the time. Tons of bizarre crime that should never happen. People have weird problems. That disease is all the time. Uh, everything's expensive for no reason. There's just mass production of products around the world, and it's just expensive for no reason. And people work all day and can't afford it. I mean, it's a bizarre place to live. It makes no sense. And so there might be a few normal people in the Earth. And so when the when that happens, the Messiah is going to say, "If you're a normal person, why don't you try a spaceship?" And so if you're a normal person, you might be like, "Oh, well, if it works, I mean, I mean, eventually you might go on the spaceship and then see that things are better there, but also meet the people that live there." And then you can make an informed decision. <laughs> but it's going to be a while until God takes place people places that are better. What God what God plans to do, as far as the religious question goes, is God plans to come back to the earth and be like, hey guys, it's God, I'm back. And he wants the whole world to be like, whoa, God, we're so excited to see you. Oh my God, it's so cool that you're here. Wow, everything you do is so great. But that's not what people are going to do. They're, when he comes back, they're going to be like, why the fuck are you here? I spent my whole life praying to you and you never answered. Jesus Christ never answered. Where the fuck have the two of you been? Also, you made a bunch of promises that you never kept. They're called what you said that's written in the Bible. And also, uh, there's a bunch of people that call themselves Christians down the road, and all they do is yell at me all day and bang on my fucking door all the time telling me that I don't know about religion. So why the fuck are you here? And then God's going to answer. He's going to be like, so I can show off and do miracles that you can all see for 70 years. And so he's going to go around the world doing miracles, but he's not going to feed everyone that's hungry. He's not going to fix global hunger and children starving to death. He's not going to heal everyone's diseases. If you lost 150 pounds, he's not going to heal your skin, so it's back tight again. Uh, he's not going to raise the dead as much as people want. He's going to raise Israel from the dead for some weird fucking reason. According to the Bible, that's what it says. But he's not going to raise anyone else from the dead. He's not going to um, put money in your bank account, but he's going to put money in Israel's bank accounts. So when he comes back, what's going to happen is the whole world's going to call him a hypocrite, and they're going to be right. And so when God gets back, what he plans to do on his current schedule two years, one month from now, is that he's going to be like, hey guys, I'm back, I'm God, um, this is the earth, I made it, and this is Jesus Christ, uh, here's the devil, the false prophet, the Antichrist. Uh, also, here's Messiah the Prince, and Messiah the Prince is the only one that you can trust or believe. And the Messiah the Prince is going to say, well God, if you're, if you're going to stand by that line, then uh, God, why don't you make it, why don't you do all those things that you promised today? Because if you don't, Messiah the Prince is going to take him off this fucking ugly earth and uh, bring him someplace else that's better. So that's what the spaceships are for. Now, for everyone that's here during that time, if you want to stay during the end times and hear all of Jesus' dumb ideas and the false prophet and the devil and the antichrist, and if you want to hear God speak, the spaceships are also so that you can travel across the entire world and hear them. Believe it or not, God isn't going to, even when he comes back and he's in the earth every day, literally twice a day, every day, he's not a big talker. He's not Mr. Talks a bunch. He's going to 
go to a place where he's just gonna hang out at the temple overlaid with gold for some weird fucking reason that lazy fucker can't figure out how to fix world hunger or world poverty but for some reason he wants to live in a building made of gold so I got a newsflash for everyone that, that thinks the temple is gonna be cool God can make it instantly with his power he doesn't need to spend seven years slowly building it with bad carpenters who don't know how to uh, make the boards level which is why in the book of Ezekiel, he keeps talking about the measures. Shoo them the measures thereof, that they are ashamed. So then, the question would be, what does religion have to do with spaceships? Absolutely nothing. But the problem is, up to this point, there's only one person that's figured out how to make a whole bunch of spaceships. And that can travel extremely large distances and that's a normal person named Dale and then God decided instead of being a spaceship pilot God wants Dale to talk about religion and so when God gets involved typically no one knows because God's the kind of the God you see in sci-fi TV shows he kind of you never know if he's doing something or not is that why their spaceships won't break or why their spaceships broke we don't know because always mess with people's shit. And, and they're Earth, and so when we see it on sci-fi shows, we eventually find out it's aliens. And so in, in sci-fi shows, they never show God. So Chris is like, do a sci-fi show about God. What, where you take the spaceship to heaven, and then God moves the mountain? And all the Christians are like, whoa, anime saw Jesus. It was so cool. So when he comes back, he, he's going to sit at the temple, and if you want to talk to God, you're going to have to travel 3,000 miles, maybe. Now, if you're on a bicycle, you can get on Google Maps, find someplace 3,000 miles away, and then Google Maps will tell you how long it takes to ride your bike there. It's not possible because you have to go over the ocean. But even if you're not going over the ocean, it's still not possible because... It's so far that you still have to ride 2,000 miles of that distance and more on a bike. It can't be done. You can't do it on a horse. You can't do it in a new Dodge Ram. You can't do it in a Toyota Prius. It's too far to drive. So if you work on Friday and want to go around the world and get back by Sunday, you're going to spend one day flying to get there and one day flying to get back. That's 48 hours. By the time you get back, you're exhausted. And then you try to work on Monday, and you were only gone two days, and you were only triple for an hour. And that's if you could book a flight. So if you want to see God before the end time, you're going to need to have faster, high-speed transport in the Earth. But there's a couple other reasons. It's to make Jesus look like a jack-off. Jesus, a bunch of Christians are like, we don't need spaceships, we need Jesus. He's going to be the one that takes us to God. Well, when God is in the earth, go ahead and ask Jesus. All the normal people can ask Messiah the Prince, and they can go on a spaceship. And all the Christians can go to church and pray all day while Jesus never takes you for 70 years. Because Jesus isn't smart enough to make spaceships, and he doesn't have the power to move you across the earth. He's a disappointing God. But then it's going to be a God contest. 
between the devil, the false prophet, and the Antichrist, Jesus Christ, God on the throne, the Holy Ghost, and also Messiah the Prince. When Messiah the Prince comes, Messiah the Prince is going to fix everyone's problems and give them money and heal all their diseases. But then Jesus is going to say, God, don't heal all their diseases because I want to heal some. So Messiah the Prince is going to say, all right, this is how we're going to do it. Everyone that is a Christian, you can pray that Jesus heals you. Everyone that's a Muslim, pray that Allah heals you. If you worship the devil, pray that the devil heals you. Same with the Holy Ghost, if you worship him, you call him God, the Antichrist, the false prophet, the whole list of idiots. Everyone that knows that all religion is false religion, ask Messiah the Prince. He'll heal all your, all your diseases and he'll give you a hundred million dollars in gold. He'll fix everything that's wrong in your house and in the engine of your car and he'll let you fly around on a spaceship. He might even give you a flying car and other technology. And I plan to list what that other technology is in the next podcast. And so everyone that knows that all religion is false religion might say, don't even pray to Messiah the Prince. Just say, hey, Messiah, call him on the phone or send him a text. Will you heal my diseases? I was born with a genetic disease. It's congenital. And the doctors can't help. Messiah the Prince can do it instantly. Once the Christians find out Jesus can't do it, they're going to say, God, will you do it? And either God or Messiah the Prince will do it. And then they might say, hey God, can I have everlasting life since Jesus is a jerk-off? They can't do all that shit he promised? And the apostles are clearly not God either. And they might have everlasting life that day. Messiah the Prince might make them 22 years old. They'll never age. They'll never get sick. They'll never get a disease. And they'll never die. And he'll make their body so durable, they'll never have pain again. If a, if a house falls on their head, it won't even injure them. Because they don't worship false gods. And they just decide the prince might just do it. But then, you know, they might get to fly in a spaceship and stuff. But then what will happen is, when the devil's here, the devil's going to pretend to be God. The Antichrist is going to do the same thing. A bunch of other idiots are going to do it. Jesus Christ is an idiot. And then a bunch of people that don't believe in religion are going to say, Hey, you know, uh, Jesus Christ, we can travel across the whole universe now. We don't have any diseases. We're in perfect health. And we didn't need you. A bunch of people that are former Christians are going to say, to the rest of the world our lives are great we all we all have a hundred million dollars if there's a husband and wife they're gonna each get a hundred million dollars that's 200 million dollars they're gonna be rich they're gonna say we have a hundred million dollars in gold or any money we want we have a flying car one for each of us our house is great and we're gonna leave the earth soon but while we're here i just want to point out that this is fucking awesome and everyone that everyone that stays a christian everyone that stays a uh, a satanic worshiper 
everyone that wants to worship the false prophet is going to say, what about us? The Messiah, the prince is going to say, you're not getting anything from me. And so they're going to, the Luciferians are going to go to the devil. And they're going to say, Lucifer, give us spaceships. We, we thought you made spaceships. And the whole world's going to see Lucifer can't make anything. He can't build one. He can't design one. He can't draw one on paper. He can't make it out of components. He can't make it with magic power or witchcraft power or Luciferian or satanic power. Then the Christian is going to say to Jesus, Jesus, why don't you give us some good stuff? And they're going to find out Jesus can't make anything either. He can't make nice cars or nice houses or anything. And he's a carpenter. He, he, he'll do the same quality work as any other carpenter. You want to pay him to work on your roof or something but unless you want him to work on your roof you're not going to get much you might ask jesus for miracles he's not going to do any he can't do any anymore you might ask him for blessings he can't get those anymore you might ask him to answer your prayers he doesn't do that anymore he can't you might ask him for technology he doesn't know how to make it and so the whole world's going to be filled with happy people until they leave and go someplace better and if that continues, eventually what's going to happen is only the worst people in the world are going to stay here. Satanists. People that worship the false prophet, the Antichrist. People that worship Jesus Christ and call him God. Only the worst people are going to stay here, and then there's not going to be anyone to work. And so then you guys are all going to starve to death and die. Lucifer wants to own the world with the worst people in the earth living there. And he wants to have a contest about who's God. But as soon as there's proof about what God can do, those idiots are going to look like total jackasses, including Jesus Christ. If science and technology during the age of the Messiah will be here in part, it's going to make Jesus Christ look like a jackoff. And when you guys see the devil, the false prophet, and the antichrist, they're going to look like jackoffs too. So... This is the end of the podcast that's over, and normally when I finish a podcast, what I like to do is I like to take a couple minutes to uh, maybe give one, two, or three more pieces of interesting information. And I'm going to do that right now. The devil's old school, and so is the false prophet, the antichrist, and so is Jesus Christ. And because they're old school, they, uh... Thousands of years ago or whatever, all their ideas were old school ideas. So they were like, in the future, we're going to have shovels and hammers. And the people that were poor were like, whoa, Lucifer, that's so much. Really? Wow. But then Jesus is like planning on being an extra better than the devil. Because they all talk to each other or something. So Jesus is like, I'm not just going to give you hammers. I'm going to be a carpenter and I'm going to fix your house. It's like, wow, really? Wow, Jesus, that's even more than the devil. Wow, how do you do that? And so they're all old school. And so their idea of, of a better world is a world that has metal tools. Because in the past, people had stone tools and wood tools. When they planted back in the past, they used a stick called a planting stick. But now they use a John Deere tractor, which, believe it or not, is too advanced for the devil. He thinks John Deere is a bad company. Jesus doesn't give a fuck about John Deere tractors. 
And so the John Deere tractors is going to be real disappointed when the Messiah, the Prince, brings Jesus over there and says, Jesus, tell them you love them and you like their tractors. And Jesus is going to be a total jack-off instead of saying something good. <laughs> also, um, them being old school, they're interested in war. And so the devil a long time ago, he had a few followers. I know this sounds odd, but just laugh at the devil with me. He had a few followers and they were like, Lucifer, you're so skilled at war. You know tactics. What is that? And Lucifer's like, well, that's when a whole bunch of people go murder. And they were like, well, Lucifer, you're going to win a war. Wow. And so uh, they said, what, what weapons are you using in the war? And Lucifer's like, oh, well, it's, you know, wooden clubs and rocks. You just throw the rock at them. And they're like, wow, Lucifer, that's a weapon. Then later, Lucifer realized if he had advanced technology, they'd all be impressed with him. So he's like, in the future, we'll use bows and arrows and swords. And they're like, whoa, dude, that's impressive. And then eventually, he, he learned about guns. Uh, he had nothing to do with guns being made. He just claims that it's his idea. And in the future, he wants to use small particle physics weapons. He wants to make something called a proton cannon, which is basically a rifle that shoots him. Um, um, it tries to shoot a proton out. It's just a rifle. It doesn't really do anything any different. It just sounds high-tech. It looks the same. doesn't have fancy lights on it or anything. These gaming computers are more impressive than a proton cannon. <laughs> Honestly, those things look fucking cool. And so, um, one day Lucifer wants to have a weapon called a proton cannon, but it's a rifle, and that's pretty much as far forward as he thinks. And so, they're, they're really mostly old school. They don't have a lot of new ideas. And so when there's a bunch of technology here that they don't understand, what they're going to do is they're going to do what they've always done. They're going to be like, that was my idea. Spaceships were my idea. Proton cannons are my idea. Space weapons are my idea. Holograms are my idea. Computers are my idea. What Lucifer's going to do is just go around and yell at people. And eventually they're going to be like, Lucifer, I'm kind of busy. And he's like, well, what are you busy doing? And they're like, I'm getting on a spaceship. Get the fuck out of here. It's not yours. Lucifer's like, that's mine! And then, you know, Lucifer can't get on it. And he gets thrown off. And they're like, clearly not yours, Lucifer. You were denied access. You're not a VIP. You had no valet parking for this uh, spaceship trip. And so because they're old school, they, they don't really know about a, a lot about technology. But the other thing is, a lot of their promises they've made throughout all of human history to their followers are promises like the promises Jesus made. He's like, there will be a river of water. And they're like, well, really? And Jesus is like, yeah, we'll just have a river of water. And they're like, wow, how's that going to happen? He's like, miracle. And then Lucifer's like, we're going to use rocks and sticks to make, make war. He's like, well, that's advanced technology. And we'll be a whole lot of us. Wow. And so in the next uh, podcast, I'm going to talk about specific technologies that will be here during the age of the Messiah. Uh, in order to uh, showcase and illustrate um, an important distinction between people that call themselves God and regular people. Regular people, when we see technology, we don't think it was immediately made by God. We don't go worship someone. 